Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Speaking of freedom, it is Memorial Day week, uh, uh, weekend. Tomorrow is, is Memorial Day, Monday. And normally I'd say, hey, great to have a day off of work for a change, but I know for a lot of folks that may be the uh, status quo right now, unfortunately, anyhow. But um, enjoy your time with your family, of course. Maybe another day, you know, stuck at home with the family. Hard to say where you're at now, of course, with the uh, Texas economy now slowly reopening. Um, but but keep in mind, it, it is also... A, a somber time of remembrance <clears throat> and to all that have lost friends or loved ones uh, in service to our country, you know, we, we please know their sacrifice will not be forgotten. And, and for those that have served um, or are serving in the military, uh, thank you for your sacrifice uh, that you and your family uh, have made, uh, again, in service to to our country. And and speaking of reopening uh, Texas, I've, I've, I've got some interesting items from recent news that I want to share with you. Uh, again, just... Um, Highlights, I think, that uh, underscore the fact that Texas is a remarkable state with a remarkable economy, and and really that plays into uh, the success that we see and that we're going to see as investors in residential rental real estate. Um, and then I want to get into a couple, you know, or rather a current topic um, that is probably front of mind for you if you are an owner already of single-family rentals or or multi-family properties. And I'm talking about our we are in our our prime lease-up season right now. Uh, springtime is the prime time for doing lease-ups. So I want to talk a little bit about that, how that's looking, maybe how COVID is or is not impacting that. And I also want to talk um, about something called decision fatigue. And that can influence your decisions when it comes time to, say, accepting an applicant, right? I want to talk about how you can avoid making bad decisions. Boy, <laughs> if you make a bad decision and put someone in that property, you got to live with them for a while, don't you? So we're going to talk about the importance of that selection criteria when you uh, choose a resident for uh, for that property, and 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 again, of course, how how COVID is impacting all of that. I've gotten some questions 
about the screening process, about the lease up process, and and how we are, you know, how we're orienting maybe a little bit differently. But let's again, let's start with the good news for Texas. I've got a number of of highlights here. Uh, first of all, there was an article that appeared in the Dallas Morning News not too long ago. Um, Alliance Airport is is a small business airport uh, north of Fort Worth, and um, apparently they've been taking a lot of co calls from companies that are looking to move into Texas specifically to get back to business, right? There are a lot of uh, states around the, mar around the country that are not yet open. And there are a lot of companies around the country that are ready to open. And Texas is reopening, as we said. Uh, restaurants shifted from, what, 25% to now 50% capacity, right? We're on our way. Bars are now open. Hairdressers, you can, you can get out and do your thing now. And companies see that. And Alliance Airport is fielding calls of from these companies that are looking to move here, right? And it makes sense. Texas is in the middle of the country. Uh, we've got a great business climate and so on and so forth. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. And this is supported as well by another article I found uh, regarding the uh, Dallas uh, Chamber, uh, of co regional chamber. And they help businesses, right, in their decision-making process, talking about decision fatigue when they're looking at new places to 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 maybe move their, their headquarters to or, or build up a regional office or something like that. And they've taken about 20 projects, including some manufacturing, corporate headquarters, corporate offices, that sort of thing, since the COVID-19 first reared its head in, in the country. So that could be, you know, sometime in January, perhaps. Um, and more interestingly, just last week, they saw another five new projects come into the Dallas area. Again, underscoring the fact that companies are looking to move here. Right, companies are looking to move here. Facebook is another one. Um, they are looking to get out of San Francisco, get out of that area, uh, and, and allow some of their workers to, to work uh, remotely. So they're looking at building uh, work hubs, remote work hubs in Dallas, Denver, and Atlanta. Atlanta is another great uh, market if you are investing in real estate. We've got some lead investors that are doing deals in that, in that very market. Um, but, but here again, looking at Dallas. Now, when they say Dallas, I think they mean DFW. We know they have a big server farm over there in Fort Worth. Um, but just another example, and just one more, just one more. Um, Optum, it's a, a global uh, provider of next-gen optimization for typically for travel-type uh, uh, organizations. They're currently in Florida, and they are now moving to Dallas. Cypress Waters is actually around the Irving area. Um, that's a done deal. They're, they're on their way. You know, they're going to bring maybe 70, 80 high-paid employees um, but again, when those companies start moving, they tend to bring more and more companies with them. And I want to find the comment the fellow made. Well, first of all, he, he says there's more opportunity in an emerging market. So he's referring to us here in Texas, uh, North Texas, as, uh, as an emerging market. But, but again, all of these folks that are interviewed, they, they talk about the business-friendly environment, uh, the lower cost of living, right? The, the, the highly educated population that we have here, and I'm not talking just about North Texas in this case, we know Austin, right? Tesla, they're looking at either Austin or, or I think Tulsa was the other one for one of their newest factories. So it was leaked that it was gonna be Austin, then it was retracted, so I'm not really sure where that sits now, but again, speaks to Texas, Austin. Crunchbase uh, website said there were 58 companies that relocated to Austin just in 2019, so it's becoming a big tech hub, and I don't wanna leave out Houston, Murphy Oil long, long headquartered in, in Arkansas, El Dorado, Arkansas, they are now moving to Houston. So we've just got this big influx, this big influx for many reasons. Again, historically, the fundamentals are there. It's a great business environment. 
uh, like I said, low, low cost. Uh, it's got a very density, right? We're not just as dense as Los Angeles or New York, which is where we're seeing a lot of those COVID-19 cases just due to the population density. We're more spread out here because we're a huge state, right? It makes sense. If they need that urban area, well, we've got that in Dallas or Houston. We've got that suburban and they can even go a little farther afield and get a little more rural. So I wanted to start off the show with that. I think that's some good news for Texas. And I think that points to fundamentals for us as real estate investors staying in play. Don't worry about those prices dropping. I think the I think I think we're I think we're seeing some good news out there. It's going to help us as investors. And if you're not an investor already, you're going to want to become one very soon. We'll talk a little bit about how you can do that when we continue with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb. Stay tuned. Dell Wamsley explains how he found that speck of light that got him into the lifestyle. I had a guy who used to come into the health club every day and work out for four hours a day, sit in the jacuzzi, swim, play racquetball, was happy, looked great, tan all the time. And one day I just asked him, what do you do for a living? And he said, Dell, I own real estate. Well, do you own real estate? Register for our live online free workshop and find out how you can get all the things you want out of life with passive income. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Brought to you by Lifestyles Unlimited. Del Wamsley talks about understanding the system. Guy told me the other day on the radio, he says, you know, I understand the system. They let the stock market go up to feed our ego to think we're getting somewhere, and then they crash it on us and take it all away. So now we're stuck. He says, I've lived through two of those cycles, so he started investing in real estate to get away from the cycle. Are you ready to break the cycle? Start investing in real estate today. Find out how. Join Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Lifestyles Unlimited Executive Vice President, Business Consultant, and Successful Real Estate Investor Lynn Murrow on the critical difference between those who succeed and those who fail. Whether you have a small business, whether you are running a division of a large corporation, whether you're a CEO of a Fortune 100 company listening to us right now, or whether you work for somebody else, you have an area of responsibility and you are presented with a novel challenge by a novel virus that's going on right now. And the key to all of that is keeping your head up and looking for opportunity when what you want to do is curl up in a ball and uh, and go to sleep. And it's that is the critical difference between people who succeed right now and people who fail. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our business and provide for our families. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13.7, the right choice. We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. And on today's show, we're going to talk about something called decision fatigue and talk about a, a couple things you want to think about in that respect and ways that we as real estate investors short circuit that uh, those those complications that may come from deci decision fatigue. Uh, it's an interesting phenomenon and really something you can think about in your daily life. If you're going out to buy a car, what's the best time to do that? Maybe not at the very end of the day when you've encountered that decision fatigue very heavily, let's say. Um, before we get into that, I wanna give you the number here in the studio. Later on, we're gonna get into talking about the current lease up period and, and screening criteria. I typically get a lot of interest in that in particular. So if you've got questions around those topics, give me a call here at 855-497-4335. Again, that's 855-497-4335. Or send me an email to askandy at luinc.com. Again, that's askandy at luinc.com. I've got my email open right here so I can see those as they <clears throat> as they come in. And decision fatigue, like I said, you know, over time, you know, daily, right? We make decisions. And even those small ones, the the quote unquote harmless ones, they, they wear you down. And and I'm looking at an article here called Nine Ways to Combat Decision Fatigue. This was published in on entrepreneur.com uh, back in, in tw late 2018. Um, contributor was Deep uh, Patel. But a lot of his nine points here are relevant to us as, as investors. So I want to I call some of these out and tell you how we as investors can, like I said, short circuit that decision fatigue. And, you know, by the end of the day, every day, the average person, he says, have, have, has made 35,000 decisions, right? 35,000, starting with putting your shoes on, which, which shoes are you going to wear, which socks, right? And every time you do that, you deplete a little bit more of your, your willpower, right, your energy around uh, around that, that decision-making process. So is it any surprise when we get to the end of the day and find our hands deep in that, in that bag of potato chips, right, that willpower is depleted, we start making bad decisions. And again, this is called deci decision fatigue. You're, you're not aware of it, right? You may not notice it, but you are low on mental energy. And again, the more choices you make throughout the day, the harder each one becomes for your brain. And the more complex that choice is, more difficult it's going to be and your brain's going to start looking for shortcuts as mr patel here says and that may cause you to become reckless right in your decision making you may become impulsive may not think things through right or maybe you just don't do anything at all that is a decision in and of itself right when you avoid that that decision i'm, I'm bad about moving stuff back on my calendar right some of those big decisions um but he, here, here again we've got nine ways to help you avoid that fatigue number one is make fewer decisions Plan ahead. In his case, he's giving examples for daily life. Plan your meal. For you, the investor, I would say have a very clear to-do list of what happens when you have a resident move out and you're getting the, the apartment or the house ready. What does that look like? Have it pre-planned, right? I personally, I use an app called Trello. It's on my phone and I have all of my checklists built in there. So anytime I need to do something, I just call up the one I need and I start to work my way down that checklist. I don't have to think about it, right? Find ways for automation, essentially. Number two, delegate decisions. And we talk about it on the show all the time. You want to build a team, right? 
you want to build a team. And you can give that responsibility for decision-making within that particular sphere, rehab, whatever it is, paint color. Like I told you on an earlier show, my wife and I, the first time we met with our GC, our general contractor that we've used over the years, and he asked us, what color do we want to use? We told him, what color do you think we should use? We let him make that choice. And it's worked great, right? So delegate. Number three, have a process for making decisions, you know? And this is the, con you know, you know, a decision matrix is what they call it here. If this, then that, right? If this happens, then do that. That's where things like having a buying criteria will be important. Or like we said earlier, a screening attendant or resident selection criteria, screening criteria. And as I was preparing for the show, I had to think back to a, for me, a classic decision matrix that I was handed. I got my rating as a tandem instructor, a skydiving instructor years ago, over in Germany, actually. And as I was wrapping up the course, I was handed this single page decision matrix that had all these in pure German style, all these arrows going all over the place. If this happens, then do this. If this happens, then do this. And I can't forget the box that says bite their head. <laughs> so I need my hands. If they grab both of my hands somehow, what I have left, bite their heads. So that was part of my decision matrix, believe it or not. But have, have those criteria, essentially. Number four, and I think this one's important. And I find this relates to me very substantially. Make big decisions in the morning, right? You're going out shopping for the car at the end of the day after work. You've been busy. You've been putting fires out left and right. And the salesman approaches you after you've negotiated and haggled and decided on color. And yes, I want manual versus automatic. It's true. And this and that. And hey, do you want the, do you want the warranty, the aftermarket warranty? And you just yield and say, yes, you make a bad decision, right? I view those as bad anyhow, but make those decisions in the morning. And if it's relating to us as real estate investors, right? I, I get it. My wife and I started doing this while working full-time jobs. So what does that mean? It means a lot of what we were doing around the real estate investing world was in the evening. If we're handling a turn at a property, we're going through those applications in the evening when that decision fatigue is going to be a little bit heavier. So maybe try to put that stuff on, on your plate in the morning even if you've got that day job that you're still working on, because like he says here, by afternoon, most of us are gonna hit a plateau. And by the evening, we start making riskier snap decisions. They find that time of day does impact our judgment. Whether you're a morning person or not, making decisions in the morning is better for you. Number five, limit your options. Going back to Germany, they say die Qual der Wahl. Translated means the torture of choice. And I get that. There's a lot of choices out there, especially in our capitalist society. We've got choices all over the place. For us as investors, the way that we can limit that decision-making, we do a lot of things. And the biggest thing I can think of it, when it comes to rehab, I mentioned my contractor, bill of materials, keep it consistent. As you go into more and more properties, use the same color paint. If you listen to David Fisher, he talks about his doors, always the same color, the front doors. Use the same fixtures. Do it all the same. And that's going to help you later on when you go through that lease-up period, especially right now during COVID-19, and we'll talk about that. Keep everything consistent. It limits your choices. Number six, set deadlines to space out decisions. In other words, don't let them all stack up to the very end and then you're having to make decisions left and right. Put deadlines on yourself. Number seven, simplify your life. And us, you know, here for us as real estate investors, I think the easiest way for us to simplify, again, it, it ties into delegate, but hire a property manager. That's gonna simplify it for you a ton. If you're tired of being hands-on, doing stuff in the, in the single-family world, go be a passive investor on, in apartments. Simplify. Number eight, stop 
Stop second-guessing yourself. And here I would say this ties to Lifestyles Unlimited in particular. Find a mentor. Find a mentoring group like Lifestyles Unlimited because they're going to help you work through these decisions so that you don't second-guess yourself. You've got an experienced team on your side. They've been there. They've done that. When you come to them with that complex question, or maybe it's even a simple question, they'll know what to do. So stop second-guessing you know, second yourself and get a mentor. And finally, number nine, develop daily routines that put, put those less important tasks on autopilot. Um, Tim Ferriss does a podcast out there where he talks about this very thing of decision fatigue and, and wearing the same shirt, right? Steve Jobs wore the same uh, turtleneck, right, for, for, for years. That's that kind of idea of, of putting those more or those less important things on autopilot. And that's, those, are the, those are the nine items. If you miss that, you can go out to lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio tab, uh, catch the show in the archives. When we continue, we're going to move on and talk about the current lease up period that we're seeing with COVID-19, so stay tuned. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. And on today's show, we are talking about decision fatigue. We are talking about doing lease-ups right now during COVID-19. And we are going to talk as well about uh, screening criteria, selection criteria as a way of beating that decision fatigue. So why am I bringing this up? Well, as real estate investors, this can surely impact us. And I would say, and I've experienced this, the more properties you add to your plate, especially if you self-manage as, as my wife and I do, the more decisions you're going to make, right? Until you learn to start to delegate among other things. Let me give you the number here in the studio real quick. If you have questions on this topic or on lease ups, uh, the number is 855 855- Four nine seven four three three five. Again, that's eight five five four nine seven forty three thirty five. Or send me an email to askandy at luinc.com. And just a quick summary of the. There's a good article out there on entrepreneur.com. Nine ways to combat decision fatigue. Uh, eight minute read. It says go check it out. I, I think he gives some good advice there. Um, and I'm just going to recap the nine suggestions they have for combating. Uh, Decision fatigue, make fewer decisions, right? We'll talk about that. Delegate decisions, important as an investor. Have a process in place for making decisions. Rehab, choosing a house to buy, choosing that that new resident for your house, right? Make big decisions in the morning, extremely important. Limit your options, right? Stick to the same bill of materials. Set deadlines, right? Space out those decisions. Don't try to handle them all at once, right? Simplify your life. Stop second-guessing yourself. Get a mentor to help you with that. And develop daily routines, right, that are going to put those less important tasks on autopilot. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I eat oatmeal for breakfast every day. My wife will ask me, I'm going to make some eggs. Do you want some eggs? Nah, I'm just going to have my oatmeal. 
Same thing every day. I don't have to think about it. I wear the same shirt. It says, we buy houses on the back, by the way. <laughs> so I don't have to think about it. Not same shirt, same looking shirt, different colors, right? I uh, try to smell as best I can, but keep those small things on the simple side, right? And again, we are now moving into the prime lease up period right now. And, and I bring this up because that's where you're going to encounter a lot of this decision fatigue, because you've got a lot of stuff going on. You have a lot of stuff you've got to do. And just thinking more broadly, right? Let's let's think about some of those things that you can generally do to limit decision fatigue. We, we talked about delegate, right? If you've got too much going on, hire a leasing agent, hire, hire a realtor, let them take that on for you. That gets that off your plate. Let them run that background check. Let them take care of all of that. Have your screening criteria. That's up to you but outsource that, right? Proper screening, proper screening up front is gonna limit that decision fatigue on the back end when that resident finally chooses to move on. If you put a good resident in that house or that apartment, they're gonna take care of the place. It's gonna reduce your make ready effort. It's gonna reduce the things that you've gotta to do to think about to get that unit rent ready again, right? Do regular walkthroughs. Right. Some, some of our property management companies that you can find on our vendor list at Lifestyles Unlimited, they do those on a quarterly basis. And when they spot things that need to be fixed, repairs, things maybe the tenant has damaged knowingly or unknowingly, they're going to have those fixed. And they keep the house in show ready status. Again, then when you come to the lease up period, you don't have to fret about it. You don't have to think about it. It's ready to go. Right. One decision fewer. And of course, going to the very, very start, when you rehab that property, use the same bill of material, use similar materials, right? Across all of your properties, keeping that, that, that bill of material consistent and simple is also going to drive fewer decisions. I always use this color for my doors. I always use this color for my walls, for my trim. I always use the brushed nickel. I always use this flooring, right? Within reason, right? Some houses may drive some offshoots of that process, but for the most part, you can keep your major, uh, major materials consistent, right? So these are all things you should do always, right? In, in, in normal times, by the way, I mentioned David Fisher and his, his consistently colored doors. Um, David is one of our, uh, financial freedom program, um, or free financial freedom seminar, uh, instructors. He does a two day on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays. Um, and what they do is all day Saturday talk for basically eight hours on investing in single family. And then on Sunday, uh, shift to multifamily. I personally, I am doing that course right now. It's online. Uh, we're not meeting in, in the offices right now. And I'm, I've chosen to go with the four day so I can do that in the evenings, uh, turn off my decision-making machine machine, but listen and absorb in this case, Lee Reeves is teaching that, and it's a great, great session. I've been through the eight hours on single family. Next week, we'll start the uh, the multifamily. But but again, you'll hear them talk about this sort of stuff um, in these seminars as well. And if you're thinking, okay, well, how do I how do I get involved with this seminar? Um, I want you to go to the website financialfreedomlivestream.com. Again, that's all written together, financialfreedomlivestream.com, and you can register there. Basically, you become a member. At lifestyles it's heavily heavily discounted normally it retails for seven hundred and forty dollars for the annual membership it's been discounted to 197 the promo codes there you can see some of the other benefits that come with that i mentioned the vendor program right if you if you're sitting out there thinking you're right i, I want to delegate as much as i can i, I don't want to manage the properties i want to find that property manager well you can find a whole list of qualified vetted property managers on our on our vendor hub right as part of this this membership or you don't want to do the 
the, the, the rehab, the renovations as well. You shouldn't, you have better things to be doing. You're gonna to wanna to find that, you know, that GC, that general contractor, again, on that vendor list, that electrician, that painter. We're in Texas, that soil moves on us, that foundation company and, and so on. So again, check that out, financialfreedomlivestream.com. That's how I got started anyhow, but we're talking again about being in the prime leasing period right now, springtime, right? Some of the things you can do to limit that decision fatigue upfront but now you're sitting out there thinking to yourself, ah, yeah, I know it is spring and all my leases are coming up. What do we do now? We've got the whole COVID-19, the coronavirus. Are you, are you worried that you won't be able to lease your house or your apartments? I'm telling you, don't worry. Here's what I'm seeing. A lot of owners are, are doing what they can to keep their residents in place. So they're renewing their leases, in other words. Flip side of the coin, a lot of residents want to avoid moving right now. They like where they live. They understand it. They've been there. They're comfortable. They have the coronavirus out there in the wide, wide world. It's scary. I don't want to, I don't want to mess with going in and touring other properties. I don't want to, I don't want to leave my comfort zone. So we're seeing less inventory in the market. But despite what I just said about those residences, I am seeing very high demand. And I'm seeing a, a lot in the single, I, I'm a single family operator, so of course that's what I'm focusing on, but I'm seeing that in that sphere in particular. I, we did a lease up on a house a few weeks ago, turned in a week. I mean, it took no time at all. Um, we put it on the market, no showings till the residents were out and had at least by the following Friday. And the demand was just, it, it blew me away. And a lot of the folks were getting out of apartments, getting into houses with yards, more space, tired of being cooped up. So we're seeing that demand there. And again, springtime is that prime lease-up period. If you go, I've, I've checked the MLS in different different parts of town, Garland, around, I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth, right? Garland, Hearst, Denton, Corinth, wherever. There's just not much in, in inventory out there right now at all. So if you are worried about heading into that lease-up period, you're, you think that resident doesn't want to renew, don't worry. Don't worry, you're going to be able to get that thing turned pretty quickly. Now, COVID-19 is going to impact the process a little bit. You may have a little bit longer turn time. It depends on how you handle the showings, right? You may want to hold off showings till that resident, those current residents are out, right? You don't want to risk exposing them or, or anyone else. Um, so you're going to need to think about doing virtual showings. Right now, I'll tell you what, if you're smart, you're writing into your lease, uh, 60 day notice requirements, 30 days is the minimum, but 60 days, even better. Meaning that current resident has to give you 60 days notice that they're going to move out. That gives you plenty of time to orient. So be sure you've got that written into your leases, go back, make sure you've got a good set of photos, right? Before you move that first resident in, you finish the rehab, get that sweet set of marketing pictures with a good camera, hang on to those. So now you're going to leverage those, put those into the MLS, put those into Zillow, put those onto Craigslist, whatever tool you're going to use so that the folks can see what that beautiful property looks like. And I'll tell you about a 3D camera a buddy of mine used to market his property. Oh, it was stunning, stunning stuff. I could walk that property without setting foot on it. And uh, we'll talk about that when we continue. We'll shift gears and talk a little bit about selection criteria as well when we continue with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb. Here's Lifestyles Unlimited founder and CEO, self-made multimillionaire and national radio host, Del Wamsley, on the effective way to run a business. There are people that run their businesses on a shoestring. If you own an apartment complex and you have no cash, that's not a very effective way to run a business. 
my businesses, each and every one of them have cash savings. In other words, we can make no money or make very little money and we'd still survive. For those of you that haven't thought it through that far and you don't have any cash savings, let's get you in here and get you educated on how to save what you already own. The mom and pop businesses are gonna take a major hit. If you've been running your business that way, you need to get into Lifestyles right now and learn how to operate your business the right way. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our businesses and provide for our families. Register at Lifestyles Unlimited Workshop. Austin's Talk 1370. Warning, listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. Today on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, we've been taking a look at decision fatigue, uh, something to be aware of just in your daily life, right? When you have big decisions to make, what's the best time of the day to do that? Well, it's in the morning time, as it were. And there's a good article out on entrepreneur.com back from 2018 uh, that talks about nine ways to combat uh, that decision fatigue. And, and I think it's an important idea, an important concept for the real estate investor as well, because you know we make a lot of decisions, right? Decisions around renovations, rehab, what do we want that house to look like when it's done? Decisions around marketing, how are we going to do that? Or what, what pictures do we want to use? Do we want to delegate that to a leasing agent? Good idea, right? Screening, who do we want to let live in that house, right? Ongoing maintenance, who am I going to contact if that tenant does, con you know, give me a call, an email, not a call, <laughs> we want it in writing. Uh, about a particular maintenance item and so on. So we're always making decisions and we wanna find ways to to short circuit that uh, decision-making pro decision process to make it as easy on us as we can. And, and we're also talking about the fact that we are in the prime lease-up season right now. Springtime is typically when people are moving, school's concluding, that's when they start, uh, kids are out of school, that's when they start to think about, the, about moving, typically anywhere from April, May, up through June, July, school uh, around here starts back up August. I don't know what they're going to do this year. Question for everybody. I actually have a resident that is uh, a, a principal at, at a school. We were talking about that very topic. What's going to happen? What's it going to look like? She didn't know. Uh, no one knows just yet. But anyhow, moving on, it is that prime season. And so you, you, you might be sitting on the couch thinking, yeah, I've got that one house. I know the resident is, is they've given their notice. They're, they're up at the end of June. What am I going to do? Am I going to have problems leasing it? And here I want to encourage you and tell you, no, I don't think you will. If you maintain a good product, right? We talk about best product, best price. That yields, that gets us the best people. If you maintain your property, if you did a good renovation, you selected good people in the first place, maybe they're leaving now, people move on, it happens. Um, but you put good people in there. They kept the property well. It's going to show well when it comes time for that 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 to, to market that property. You shouldn't worry. What I'm seeing is that there is high demand out there. Just, not not just rental side, by the way. Had a buddy list a house, uh, went under contract in two to three days. I talked with a mentor at Lifestyles here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. He put two mar uh, two houses out on the market, both under contract in no time, uh, one above listing. So, I mean, we're seeing demand. Of course, we buy houses, right, that are ideal for work workforce housing. They're not going to be those half-million-dollar homes we're buying at a lower price point. And there's huge demand for those on the resale side 
as well. So take heart, take heart. But you will run into some complications uh, with the COVID-19 that, that may impact how you process, run through the process of doing the lease up. You may have, like I said, a little bit longer turn time. It depends on how you're going to handle those showings. Uh, we had a resident move out, so we had a vacant house. It made it very easy to show, right? Didn't have to consider the fact that someone may still be living there. If they are, look at doing virtual showings. Have a good photo set on hand already. If you don't, you're going to have to figure out a way to get that. And I mentioned ahead of the break, a buddy of mine, he, he invested in a, a 3D, rather 360-degree camera set called Matterport. This thing was super cool. He was able to take video or pictures in every room from diff multiple angles, it's 360 degrees. So you are then able to go online, click this link, and essentially virtually walk through the house. Go from the kitchen to the laundry room, see the sizes, kind of pivot around. Uh, made it very easy to show the property, right? Again, a lot of folks don't want to get out. There's there's an increasing demand for these virtual tours, so that may be um, what you have to do. And again, have a good set of pictures if you don't want to go that route of investing in that you know that that 360 degree um, software. Now let's talk about screening. In in normal situations, right, you want to absolutely have defined upfront your selection criteria or your your screening criteria. How are you going to choose or reject, as it were? A particular applicant or, or applicants here again here again if you want to take that decision fatigue away if you want to reduce the amount of decision making you have to do delegate this whole process right find a good leasing agent but if you if you do it yourself and we do that in-house uh, what we've learned my wife and I both work together she's much better at this process than I am so I put the listing out there in MLS Zillow deal with showing the house and so on and as soon as those applications come in here you take it Right, that kind of spreads that decision making out across both of us and what she decides, that's what we do, right? Now I wanna tell you, when you put together that selection criteria, you need to be very, very careful. Fair housing, it's a thing, there's a Fair Housing Act and if you transgress that, that can cost you thousands and thousands of dollars, okay? So be, be aware of that, Be know what the seven protected classes are and when you put that selection criteria together, it's good to you know, have it on paper, have a signature line or lines at the bottom so that when you show the house and they are interested in applying, you sit, set this out in front of them and say, this is what we're gonna be making our decisions based upon. You know, I did that with an applicant at a house years ago and we walked through it and I said evictions. He said, oh no, no evictions. Gave me his, his $50 application fee. We ran the application and he had not one, not two, but three evictions. So the fact that I had him review this and sign it means that, okay, well, we're declining you on the basis of those evictions. You do not get that application feedback. It is gone. I paid the third-party vendor at this point. Um, so be sure to have that in writing and have them sign it, have them date it, everybody that's filling out the application. And the leasing or the screening criteria will say, you know, age. Leaseholders must be 18 years or older. In Texas, you cannot enter into a contract under 18. So you have to be 18 to sign a lease. That is that is a contract. Uh, we'll talk about income on here. Gross monthly income of all leaseholders, right, combined. Uh, in this particular, I took a sample off of the Internet. It says must equal two and a half times monthly rental amount. Personally, we do three, right? That's a fairly common uh, multiplier out there. Three times gross, uh, three times monthly rental amount in terms of gross uh, monthly income must be verifiable, right? You want to get pay stubs, but don't just stop at pay stubs. We had a same house, in fact, different different applicant, uh, realtor showed the house to this to this family. And normally when a realtor brings residents, applicants, they, they're very, very strong typically because they're bothering to go through a formal process, right? They're not just flying, you know, seat of their pants sort of thing like this other gentleman. 
And so we were pretty, we were pretty upbeat. They had very good credentials. Pay stubs looked great. Everything was there. They actually had completed the application fully. That's often a problem. They don't fill in all the blanks. You want to get all those blanks filled in. My wife calls the employer and he had uh, lost his job half a week prior. Before, before he went to our house, before he completed the application, so knowingly submitted those pay stubs. So you always want to do your due diligence. Always call those employers. Always. I don't care what the pay stub shows in front of you, right? Always call that prior or current landlord or, or owner and prior. And that's where I would tell you as well, some impact that we're seeing as a result of the, the COVID-19 is this process is taking a little bit longer for my wife as she goes through it, because guess what? Those apartment staffs, they may be downsized a little bit, fewer hands on deck to handle that call, to respond to that email. Um, we had some trouble getting a hold of employers. So the, the process took a little bit longer. So take that to heart, but we got through it and you'll get through it too. Um, otherwise, are you doing anything different as part of your screening process during COVID-19? No, no, you've got your selection criteria. You've made that in advance before you bought that first house or that first apartment, stick to it. You're not going to do anything differently. Again, know that the response time, it's going to be a little bit slower for those current and past employers or uh, current and uh, past residences. So plan in a little bit of extra time, communicate that right to that, to that applicant. Um, it, but above all, don't rush. Do not rush. Be thorough. I know you want to get a warm body back into that property. It makes you feel better. You know that rent's coming in the door, but but do not rush. Um, and I told you already two stories of why you absolutely do not want to do that. Again, looking at the selection criteria, we talk about employment. Must have been employed. In this case, they say for at least six months. Uh, we like to see a little bit longer period, uh, at least in the same industry, uh, much like a loan underwriting, rental history, um, current and previous residents. And in fact, if they're bad ten residents, tenants, whatever, at their current residence, you really want to talk to that prior landlord because they're going to tell you the truth. That current landlord may just want them out the door, right? They're going to, everything's going to be shiny, happy. They're great residents here. Take them. <laughs> you know, so be sure to talk uh, to the prior, uh, prior, prior residents. Animals. Do you accept pets? And be very, very careful here. We've had uh, guests on the show before talking about uh, emotional service animals. Uh, this is a, a sticky area. Um, tread lightly. I know Ben Carson with HUD, he came down and he said, we need more clarity on this. Um, but, but define what you do or don't allow. Do you allow cats? Do you allow dogs? What size? What breeds? Um, there are certain, talk to your insurance company as well, of course, because there are certain breeds that they may decline. You know, the, the, Traditionally, I guess, what are they called? Aggressive breeds, maybe Rottweilers, pit, pit bulls, of course, comes to mind. Dobermans, Chows, uh, German Shepherds, quite frankly, are, are, I see those a lot out there in the market and, and often have to decline because of that due to my insurance company. So talk to them, find out what, what works. So we talked a little bit today about decision criteria, or excuse me, decision fatigue, nine ways that you can avoid that or combat that. If you missed the earlier part of the show, go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click on the radio tab. All of our shows are archived there. You can get a refresher there. We talked about the lease up period. We are live in the middle of the best lease up period of the year and it's going great. There's not a lot of inventory out there. So if you are a, an owner, don't fear, don't fret, don't drop your, don't drop your prices. Take them up a little bit, perhaps. If you plan to sell, same story. Hey, you've been listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and I mentioned the Financial Freedom Program. If you want to get involved, I want you to go check out financialfreedomlivestream.com. 
Again, that's financialfreedomlivestream.com. Hugely discounted. You can read all about it on that website. I thank you for listening. Have a happy Memorial Day tomorrow, and you have a good day. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.